Welcome to my den. Here's a stat of the week for you. 83% of native digitals or Gen Zers say that they are creative. 83%. If that doesn't shock you a little bit, then uh, I, I don't know what will, because if you know all of the uh, typical statements around creativity, it's things like one in 10 people think they're creative. You know, most of us don't. So on today's episode, we're going to dive into the power of creativity and unlocking that potential to make you an attractive employer of these creative native digital potential staff members for you. You're listening to Native Digital, Native Analog, the show where we unpack the collisions and commonalities between my generation and yours. I believe that if you don't have a Native Digital on your board of directors, your leadership team, or at least one you pay to pester you like a fly in your ear, your business won't survive. Let's change that today. everybody. So this past Tuesday, we had an episode with James Nave, who is the, the founder of Poetry Alive and just a, a wonderful person who has traveled as an artist, a poet, a writer, a speaker all over the globe. And James shared with us some very interesting questions and thoughts on the future of language. And it got me thinking afterwards. You know, there's so many of us who don't really take the time to think about language or to, to really tap into the, the childlike play parts of our brain. And we forget so often this creative part of who we are that is so instrumental in unlocking literally every aspect of our success. And it makes me think about, you know, I... When I was a child, I was in piano lessons. My mom put me in piano lessons at age four. And for years and years and years, all through high school, I played piano pretty much every day. And what happened when I got my first job? Well, you're, you're lucky if I play piano once a week. And yet every time I do, I ask myself, why don't I do this more often? Because it is one of the activities, one of the only activities that when I'm immersed in music or, or just playing, I feel alive and I feel like my potential and my brain's power is unlocked to new unfathomable, unfathomable levels, uh, that, that just didn't exist before I played that, that music. So his conversation with me got me thinking, why is we, why have we as adults shut down this creative aspect of our brains and the time we spend thinking about fascinating topics like language and poetry or even writing poetry or writing blogs or using some part of our creative potential. So of course, if you know me, you know that anytime I have a question like this, it sends me down a, a rabbit hole of research. And so of course that happened this week. And the research I wanted to discover was what does my generation see in the just the topic of creativity and how do we how do we use creative methods or artistic methods 
to work and play and live. And the research I found was very fascinating. It aligns perfectly with who I am and what I see in myself, but I didn't realize until this week that my generation was so creative. So there was a study conducted by Adobe, you know, the giant company that is, of course, uh, focused on, on helping more and more people become creative so they can sell more and more products, which is great. They did, a, they did a national study here in the U.S. about the difference in different generations on how they view themselves, whether creative or non-creative. And as I mentioned at the beginning, 83% of Gen Z considers ourselves creative. And if you looked at the study, they did uh, research across five different countries. So the 83% was U.S.-centric, but the uh, across five countries, so that included Japan and the U.S., I believe it was France and, and some other countries in there as well, they found that across those countries, 56% of all of Gen Z says they are creative compared to only 44% of all other generations. That's enormous. So Gen Zers are considering ourselves to be naturally creative, naturally artistic, and to really enjoy exploring the, the world of music, of art. And if you look further in the study, they do a, a lot of uh, application of this, of this idea of creativity. So what does it look like when creativity shows up at work? Or what is the power of music and how it unlocks our potential to be more uh, imaginative at work? And so, again, this unlocked this idea of, of, of research for me. Because when I look at my generation, I see an entire group of really inherently gifted artists. And that just comes from whether it's videography, because we're so used to posting about ourselves and, and, and all of that, or maybe it also comes from our easy access to so many creative tools nowadays. The filters that Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat have given us have made it very easy for us to, to explore creativity in just our literal daily lives of posting on social media. And then you have a variety of apps that help my generation and Gen Alpha to create our own, uh, our own motion capture videos, for example, or our own videos of uh, Legos that we reposition in, in different places and create our own cartoons. There's, there's so many tools that my generation has access to in this world of content. And that has created a generation that is inherently, inherently desires to be creative at work. So the big question is, what happens when a workplace isn't creative? What happens when you hire a Gen Zer who is used to spending possibly up to hours a day creating videos and whether that's, you know, for their friends and family, just for Instagram, or they're building a brand, what happens when that Gen Zer comes to your company and that creative potential gets shut down or it's not used in a, in a, in a way that a Gen Zer can find fulfillment within.
this is a story that's happening all across companies, no matter what country you're in, where in another Adobe study they conducted a couple of years back, they asked the question, do you feel pressured to be more productive than creative at work? And 75% of the people they asked that question of said yes, even in roles where they were supposed to be creative. You know, that was part of their job, whether it's marketing or branding or even designing new data analytics tools where it requires imagination and creativity. 75% of those people said they felt immense pressure to be more productive than creative. And You know, I would posit, having experienced this before in many company cultures, I'd posit that stifling that creativity is preventing the company from innovating the way that that they might want to. So, you know, by companies trying to squeeze out every last hour they can get from their staff, they're resulting in not just burnout, which we talk about all the time, but simply a lack of work that is as fulfilling and as uh, honestly helpful to the organization. And so I would just ask as a learning from the conversation with James, if you haven't explored or asked the question very frequently or very recently, what can I do to improve the creative thought in my organization? What can I do to encourage creativity? Today's your day to ask yourself, that question. Because creativity and the idea of play, both of these things are usually on the last or like bottom of the totem pole of any organization's efforts or their focus areas. I rarely hear an organization I work with say that one of their core values, for example, is creativity or that one of their primary goals for their team is to help them find space to be creative. And yet, you have an entire generation entering the workforce that spends so much of our time being creative that we're going to feel a massive disconnect if we walk into a workplace that does not encourage that creativity. So I, I just leave you with a few questions from the conversation with James. Number one, when is the last time you played? The play doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, it's pretty simple. When's the last time you played a board game? When's the last time you you colored? You know, we tend to shut down these things when we when we get older, just like I did, you know, shut down my time on the piano. My second question is, what is the last time or when is the last time that you created something? Maybe that's a journal entry. Maybe that's a a video. Maybe it's a blog. Maybe it's a poem. And if that answer for you is, you know, more than a month ago, more than a year ago, then I urge you to really tap into that part of who you are because it literally doesn't matter what role you play. The importance of creativity, as, as James and I talked about in our episode, is always going to be there. It doesn't matter, again, if you're using your left brain or think you are more than your right at work. So I would encourage you, because I've probably said creativity a hundred times on this episode already, so we're going to shift gears here in a second. 
But if, if you are someone who has been putting off that creative project or creating a culture that, that really focuses on creativity, then I'd urge you to use this moment to reconsider that. And, and, and James is a wonderful resource. If you, if, if that creative part of you is uh, focused on writing, maybe writing for you is a challenge, or maybe it's something that you always find once you get into it, you prefer it to other mediums like painting or drawing or music. Then I, I do highly encourage you to take, to check out James's imaginative storm writing prompt of the week. I mentioned it on Tuesday's episode, but I, I would highly recommend it. Join his community. Just go to imaginativestorm.com and jump on that Zoom, 12 o'clock Eastern on Saturdays. Join a group of, of people who aren't necessarily writers and unlock some of that creative potential that you may have been missing for so long. All right, with this all in mind, we're gonna jump into flex or flop. And today's company, speaking of creativity, was a huge flex. This company is called Canva. And if you're from the native analog generation, you may not be familiar with Canva, but it's basically an online platform where you can create or use templatized digital marketing uh, concepts. Uh, you can create everything from PowerPoints to LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn posts to Instagram posts to uh, to websites. They literally have it all on their site. And what's interesting about Canva, their CEO is 35 years old. She is one of the wealthiest people, one of the wealthiest women in Australia, and her company is worth over a billion dollars, and she's 35. But she has found this niche of creators from my generation who use her services to, to, to unlock and leverage all of their creative potential. It's such an incredible resource for me, you know, as a podcaster, for other people I know who are designing content for social media, um, and even plenty of companies use it as an alternative to PowerPoint because the tool is just so much more intuitive. So let's talk about why they're a flex though for Gen Z specifically and specifically Gen Z employees. And I could go through a lot of, a lot of aspects of why they're great. If you just look at Glassdoor, you'll see that there are a few hundred reviews, but there, if you look at the company overview, they have quite a positive rating. Uh, it's over 90, let's see, 91% would recommend their recommend the company to a friend, 91% of their employees, and 94% approve of the CEO. Now, Gen Z, as we've talked about in the past, is really looking for an online brand as a way of measuring how innovative a company is. So when you go on Glassdoor and you look up Canva as a place to work and you see so many positive articles and social media posts coming up about the type of, of work life you have at Canva, those all of those subtle hints and psychological hints are telling Gen Z, this is a good place to work. So 
I'm going to dive into a couple of areas I really love that Canva is doing. And again, I would highly recommend if you want to learn from a creative company that that spurs creativity in their staff, go check out, just type in Canva, C-A-N-V-A uh, into Google and look at what Gen Z is saying. Go on TikTok, type Canva, and you'll see people designing. In fact, probably a good majority of the social media posts that you've seen lately came off of Canva just because the templates are so easy to use. So here's a couple things I love about what they're doing on the employee side of their business. So back in 2020, at the beginning of COVID, of course, all of us were forced to go remote. Now, Gen Z, if you can imagine, we expect remote work just because we want to live as digital nomads. We want to travel. We don't want to be tied to a location. Well, of course, Canva, just like every other business, they went virtual. But here's the distinction between what I've seen Canva do versus many other companies. Canva, rather than waiting out until the end of the pandemic and really trying to bring their workforce back in to the office, instead of waiting out, they've redesigned. So their company now is expanding their talent pool globally. They're really encouraging, uh, you know, employees to apply from all over the globe and remain remote. And they've used the opportunity to leverage talent pools they didn't have pre-COVID. But that's just, you know, one thing that I, I observed many companies doing and recognizing that is the future. Here are some interesting ways that Canva is creating this engagement with their staff despite the remote workforce. You see, many of you might be thinking right now, of, well, of course, you know, Canva can be creative in their business because all of their employees are just designing templates for social media. So they're spending all day in, you know, Adobe Creative Cloud and they have to be creative. Well, I would put that back to you and say, you know, if your company is not a, a, a marketing company, or you're not a, a design firm, you know, you, you're not, you don't have a whole team of people who are constantly spending time doing creative work. I would ask you to look at the difference between a company like Canva and other, <laughs> other companies that are also in the same sort of creativity space, which we can talk about as a flop in future episodes and say, you know what, even if your company is based around creative elements, how many companies would still focus on productivity over creativity? And I'm sure you can think of many, you know, it's easy to be tempted as a leader to really focus on that bottom line and productivity instead of helping your employees thrive in their jobs. And so what, what Canva did, which I loved is they have found ways for their employees to be more creative in their work. They have a couple things that Gen Z really resonates with. One is they have an internal mindfulness club. So these clubs, uh, this club, you know, these, these employees from all over the globe can join sessions that are focused on wellness and mindfulness. They do employee virtual cooking sessions, employee virtual um, uh, workout sessions. And this, this mindfulness practice is something embedded in their culture. 
They also have two, uh, 360 employee-led clubs, and these are on literally everything from wine club to music to, you know, innovation. And the employee-led clubs are all organized into group channels on Slack. So you have these clubs of people who are interacting from all over the world in the different jobs, different divisions of Canva that are coming together to be creative and to celebrate. So Canva is not just saying, you know, we're a creative company doing creative things. They've created innovative ways to, or they've created, I'm telling you, I'm going to trip myself up saying that we're created so many times. But they have created these clubs that are employee-led to really engage that remote staff in the work that they're doing. Another thing they're doing for Gen Z, which is a side note, is they're on a mission to become become a a carbon progressive organization. Uh, I want to make sure I get that wording right. But as of 2020, they were a carbon neutral organization certified which essentially means that for that their carbon output is equivalent to their um the they're basically balancing how much carbon they put out um actually I have to look up a definition of that let's see carbon neutral carbon oh it's yes a balance between emitting carbon and absorbing carbon so that's what they did in 2020 in 2020 and then by the time they reach 2023 they're focused on being climate positive so this organization as you can imagine is is noticing and recognizing that specific area which is important to gen z and that is being socially forward and conscious and being uh, in in their carbon emissions and they're working F, you know they're working tirelessly to make sure that their organization is is supporting that mission. So these are just a, a couple of things Canva's doing. I hope you can take some ideas from them. They are certainly a a flex when it comes to flex or flop. And I just applaud them because so many organizations who have tried to enter this space of of templating content have not successfully uh, broken through, whether that's for the sake of um, they didn't offer enough free services. Um, it, it could be for a variety of different reasons, but Canva's really stood their ground and they've expanded and they've they've continued offering more and more and more. And I found myself doing more and more in Canva instead of any Microsoft tools. So if you haven't checked it out and, and you're a creator, I mean, Canva's certainly not sponsoring this, but I completely believe in what they're doing and, and what their business stands for. So Melanie Perkins, awesome job with the company that you've built and your employees. It looks like they're, they're loving what you're doing. And I, of course, I just encourage all of you who are listening to really learn from a company like Canva that is, is scaling and growing, but also making sure that they're relevant to their target market of employees. Thanks for listening to the Native Digital, Native Analog Show. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Yeah.